Lord, we surrender all to you today. Everything from the inside out, our hearts, our minds, our souls, our bodies, we surrender it to you. And that's what you desire from us. All that you had, you gave us. You purchased our salvation. We are redeemed from the curse of the law. We have been given new life, cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. Today we honor you, Lord. Jesus, the Christ, our King and Savior, to you be the glory and the praise and the honor. And Lord, as we, as I speak the word today, change us from the inside out. Lord, encourage us, build us up in the faith, help us to leave here better than when we came in. And Lord, we dedicate the rest of this service into your hands. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Adam, I could tell you really enjoyed that last song when you hit that key that was up in the ceiling. He's reaching for it, and I'm, I'm trying to sing it over there, and I'm like, no, nah, it ain't happening. <laughs> Would have sounded like a cat getting its tail stepped on. Anyway, time to release the children. Children, junior high, see ya. We turn the house light on too, Pastor Roger. Thank you. Awesome. That helps. Everybody say, now nah, I can see my neighbor. Oh, wait, turn it back off. <laughs> no, I'm messing with it. You know what? I love seeing your smiley face in here. I call her June Bug. She loves it. All right, they're out of here, more or less. Good morning. I'm Pastor Norm, if you haven't met me yet. Uh, I have the privilege and the honor today of giving the, the food, the manna, the word. God wants to do something in us today, doesn't he? And how many know what Thursday is? Come on. Thanksgiving. Right. Thanksgiving. And how many, it caught up on you a little bit by surprise. Anybody else? Or was it just me? I think it was because the weather hasn't changed yet. And I'm thinking, it can't be Thanksgiving already. No way. No way. Yeah, no way. Thursday. Deer in the headlights. <laughs> so I wasn't the only one. I'm like, it can't be. But it is. And I'm like, okay. And I said to my wife, I said, so did it move? And my wife goes, nope, it's always in the same spot. And I'm like, okay. Anyway, I just thought it was kind of weird. Doesn't seem right to me, but you know what? I'll take this nicer weather. And then one of the brothers said tomorrow morning he's supposed to go down to 13. So, ha, welcome to Michigan. How many enjoyed the speaker last week? Yeah, Amen. Sorry, he's not here this week. But he and his wife, uh, Rochelle, they just did a, an amazing job, not only in the service, but also in the 
uh, marital workshop that they did for us. And how many went to that? Look at the hands. And how many got a lot out of it? Yeah, hands are still up. So it was a great thing, and I'm hoping we get to host it again next year. So next year, don't be thinking, well, my marriage is just fine. Or here's what I heard from one of the guys. You know what? My marriage is good right now, and I don't want to poke the bear. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that? All right? Do you put oil in your car? Huh? You got to do some maintenance once in a while. So now you got to wait another year, and hopefully you make it that long. <laughs> Anyhow, that, that was just, that's my flesh a little bit, but my pastor sense too. So I wanted to share something that happened last week. Um, and I thought it was kind of cool the way that it went down. I was at church, believe it or not, feeling a little down. Every, yeah, I know, at church. Everything was going wrong. So, man, I apologize. The bathroom is not fixed yet. Speaking of one of the things. And we're all having to go down and use the, men's, the boys' room on the other end of the building. It was just one of those weeks. The fl- I realized the flag light went out. You can't have a flag up without the flag light. Or you got to take it down every day. And it's like, that ain't happening. So I just took it down, period, until I get the light fixed, or we get the light fixed. And I'm just going through all this stuff. You know, last week we had to have a well put in, and, and it's just like one thing after another thing after another thing. And I was having a pity party. Anybody else ever do that? Now, I'm supposed to be a guy of faith, right? I'm supposed to be praying it up and going, Hallelujah! Jesus has got this! But did I do that? Nope. I'm over there. I can't believe this is happening to me. Woe is me. And then... I went over, I had, to, I had to backfill a hole that we dug the week before. I had to backfill a hole so no little kids walked into it. And after I finished the job, I was taking the shovel back to the garage, and I'm thinking, why? Why? I was exhausted from shoveling the hole. Why? And I came around the building, and something just out of the corner of my eye, it caught my attention, and I look out, and God said, do you realize what I've blessed you with? And I, I just looked out. We have 16 acres here. And if you look out in the back, all those pine trees, they came up on their own, but there's like 20 feet tall, some of them. And I went, this is, you gave this to us 21 years ago. And I started feeling a little bit better. And it, it was like, I automatically went into this, ah, thank you, Lord. Thank you. God has been so faithful to us for 21 years. We're still here. I thought by now either we'd be run over or run off. And we're still here. But there's more. At the end of the day, Again, I'm still kind of feeling like, (laughs) I was tired, my back hurt, and I drove home, and I backed my truck up into my drive, and, and as I sat there, I looked out, and it hit me again, that same feeling. 
And it's like God just showed me. It was beautiful that we live in the woods, and, and the woods just looked on fire. The sun was going down, and at our house it goes down about 4 o'clock. <laughs> it's weird. And, and there were all these squirrels scampering around, and the, the, the birds were flitting by. And then I look up on the ridge, and there, uh, there's like a little herd of deer looking at me. All right, is he a threat? And just to say, I know you deer hunters, you're like, oh, man, where do you live? You can't hunt at my house, all right? It's, it's not legal. And as I sat there looking at everything around me, and then I realized God gave us that house 21 years ago. And by give, I don't mean we didn't pay for it. I'm saying, though, it was the perfect place for us so that I would have a place of peace to go and prepare the messages that the Lord gives me on a weekly basis. And I just, I mean, I didn't cry, but I welled up inside. It was like, I am so thankful, and I just started praising him again. And I went in the house. That was it. Yep. The next day, I'm praying, I'm asking the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to preach on this Sunday? And honestly, I try to avoid that, that holiday thing. It's Thanksgiving. What are you going to expect but a Thanksgiving message, right? And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I said, Lord, what do you want me to preach on this Sunday? And he reminded me of those two moments. He said, I want people to be grateful. I've given them everything. They need to be thankful. So, God gave me in the next moment the title. Be grateful. Oh. Can I have control? John? Right. Uh-oh. It's not working, so you get to turn it. Be grateful. Look up, look in, look out. And then by look out, I don't mean look out, but look out. Okay? You still with me? All right. I'm going to pray one more time. Father, again, I thank you for this message on thankfulness. I pray, Lord, that every person here would leave more thankful than when they came in. You show us what we need to do as your children, as your body, as your church. Lord, we are a light set upon a hill. Not to put a bushel over it, but rather to let that light shine so all may see. So they'll be attracted to what you have freely given to us. Lord, help us to tell our story, not just with words, but also with grateful actions. And again, we pray this in your holy name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. What I explained a few minutes ago, how many of you have had that happen to you where you just felt like you were grateful? Anybody? And, and you sensed the presence of the Lord. Can you feel him here today? And by the way, again, the, the worship was amazing the, the last couple of weeks. Not that it isn't good always, but I just I found myself back there just like, you, you know? It's so easy to enter in when you've got 
the anointing on your worship team. What is God saying to us when we feel that way? When we feel that gratitude inside of us, what's he saying to us? Thank you. I love you. That's awesome. And what should we be doing in those precious moments? What I did just just starts. <laughs> How hard is it? Can you say this with me? Thank you, Jesus. How hard is that? One more time. Thank you, Jesus. See, we're, we're, we're practicing now, right? And maybe there's somebody here today that you'd say, listen, I've never experienced that before. And, and my question is, why not? Find out why not. Because it's an, an amazing thing. And, and let me just say this. I changed. All right, after, after that moment, I changed. I was better. And I think God wants us to understand that when we give thanks, even in those desperate moments, if we find something to be thankful for, God can change the way that we're looking at that situation. And I believe that's what he wants us to see here today. Hallelujah. What does the Bible say? Look up. What does the Bible say? All right, you're going to have to do this for me because for whatever reason, this ain't working. In the Old Testament, we find passages like Psalm 100, verses 4 to 5. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Say this with me. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, his unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Do you know that's a promise to us and to our kids in the future? God's faithfulness never ends. But we're supposed to enter his courts, enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. These two verses show us that when we go to God, we must do so with what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. Thanks, John. When you go to God, we need to go to Him with thanksgiving in our heart. Now, if you go to God and you go to Him with, like Pastor Norm last week, well, God, where are you? I think you might have missed this one. Like, like you know better than God, right? What does that do? You just end up in that pity party and you go deeper and deeper and deeper. Shake it off and recognize what this is saying. We need to go to God with thanksgiving in our hearts. And by doing so, we give God room to move in us and through us. Looking ahead to the New Testament, and you probably already know this, but you know the Apostle Paul wrote more about thanksgiving than anybody else in the New Testament. And if you don't believe me, just about every passage I share here today, besides the first one, is from the Apostle Paul. Let's look at Ephesians 5, 18 through 20. Don't be drunk with wine. Say that with me. Don't be drunk with wine. Now, is this a, a, a scripture where Paul is saying, don't drink? 
He's saying what? Don't be drunk with wine. I personally don't drink. But if you do, don't get drunk. All right? That's pretty simple, I think. Instead, be filled with the Holy, the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. I think that when I was outside, when I walked around the building, I had an immediate infilling, if you will, of the Holy Spirit. God just got on me. And then I got home, and he did it again. <laughs> and and you, you, you know it's God because you just like, ah, every corpuscle is just, I don't know where that word came from. <laughs> every hair on the back of my head or neck, because there's more there than on my head, st stood at attention. I knew that I had a visitation from the Lord. Be filled with the Holy Spirit instead. And then he says, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. What did we do this morning? Now we had an orchestra here, a band. And it's a lot easier when they're leading. But you can do this any place. You can sing in your car. And nobody's going to be going, oh, that was off key. And God, and I, I've said this before, but I believe he has a filter for some of you. When you sing to him, and it sounds like cat scratch fever, you know what I'm saying? God's up there, he hits that little knob. It just, it, no, it just brings it into pitch. Yeah. And, and he hears you as a sweet sound in his ear. Hallelujah. Make music to God. Make music to the Lord in your hearts. Again, there's that heart thing. And verse 20, and give thanks. Say it with me. And give thanks for everything to God, the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks to God for everything. What's left out of that? Wait a minute. When you stub your toe, you're supposed to give thanks? I pretty much says that. I'm sorry. It's obvious here that Paul was a grateful man. Calvin Whitman, he said of this passage that Paul wanted us to recognize, and I quote, Thanksgiving is the natural result of being filled with and walking under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Thanksgiving is the natural result of being filled with and walking under the influence of... So when God gets on you, what's the first thing that should hit you? Ooh, this is good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for filling me again and again and again with your Holy Spirit. In other words, as spirit-filled followers of Jesus Christ, it should be a part of our DNA to give thanks. Look at your neighbor and say, is it? <laughs> is it part of your DNA? Again, just sharing what Paul said, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, he goes on, he says, read it with me, 
Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. This is God's will? What? How many knew that? Hands going up. All right. God bless you. You're more of a theologian than I am. I don't mean that in a mockery way. I'm just saying that I never really caught this. This is God's will to be thankful in all circumstances? Apparently. Huh. I don't know. A Christian's testimony, and, and this is heading in the same direction, I think. A Christian's testimony can be grossly undervalued if you're ungrateful and negative. What do I mean? Who wants to hear the life-changing message about Jesus Christ from somebody that just got done spilling their guts all over them of how bad life is, how difficult every moment's been. You just don't know what I've been through. And when they come at you, you're like, uh, uh, you're carrying their weight. What is that person going to think? Well, if this is what the Savior of the world does for you, <laughs> why would I want it? Right? Somebody might say, yeah, but you don't know what kind of life I've had. What kind of life I've been and you know what? You're probably right. I don't know. But the Apostle Paul did. He knew what it was like to be cursed at, to be beaten, to be imprisoned, and finally and eventually to give his life for his faith in Christ. He knew what it was like. So I may not, but he did. And he still said what? It's God's will for us to be thankful. It, he's writing this when he's in prison. What? How many of you would do that? No, you'd be in there going, I can't believe I'm like it today. It's just wet and sloppy potato stuff. Instead of going, oh, praise God. I got something to eat. It is God's will for us to be thankful in all circumstances. Not if this is starting to make sense to you this morning. Come on. A couple of you. Three of you. The rest of you are like, I ain't nodding. That means I'm going to have to do this. You're right. That's what I'm expecting by the end of this. The second part after look up is look in. How does giving thanks change your perspective? Especially when you're under difficult or extenuating circumstances. As I see it, when we keep the positive at the top, have you ever, have you ever seen uh, water and oil? When you put it together, what happens? The oil goes to the bottom, right? And the water stays on the top? Or the other way around? See, I'm dyslexic. 
even with my illustrations. I just flipped it. All right. Don't be picking at me. I can't know everything. When we put the positive above the negative, it sinks to the bottom, the negative. And the positive represents who you are. This requires that we have some time of introspection. And men, I get it. How many of you men just love thinking about your feelings? <laughs> now, I'm not asking the women because I've seen you. I know you, you can share your feelings, and I know that. But men, for whatever reason, God made us this way. i got to believe that. Most of us don't like analyzing ourselves. This happened at the marriage thing a week ago. Barbara and I are just staring at each other, and I'm trying to come up with stuff. I'm, I'm like, I just don't want to do this. I'm, I'm being honest. I did. I finally did, but it was hard because I don't like thinking about my feelings. I'd rather do what? Stuff them down in there so I don't have to deal with them. That's how guys are. So ladies, if you're wondering why isn't my husband more sensitive, now you know. We were made that way, most of us. There are a few of you guys that you do all right with it. But for most of us, man. I have to force myself to do this. But just because I have a hard time with it doesn't mean I shouldn't do it. You hear that, men? Each of us should do a heart check on a regular basis to make sure that we're living our best life. Your best life, as Jesus described it, is a rich and satisfying life. John 10.10 10. You can have that. But it begins by giving thanks even in those moments when it doesn't seem like there's a lot to be thankful for. But this is what God expects from those who are His. That we are to be thankful in all things. Always. Give thanks. Give thanks to God for the good things that you already have and resist allowing those negative things to take precedent, to, to, like I did, to come up on top, right? You, do you see what I'm trying to say? Is that making any sense to you besides? I mean, I'm getting it because I preached it. I've already preached it to myself like five times. Swiss philosopher Henry Frederick Emil, I think I'm saying that right. He said this, and I quote, Thankfulness is the beginning of gratitude. Gratitude is the completion of thankfulness. Thankfulness may consist merely of words. Gratitude is shown in what you do, your acts. How cool is that? If you want a new 
a, a new perspective. And, and a few of us here, we really need to pay attention to this. If you need a new perspective, start giving thanks to God for his many blessings. Eventually, gratitude will become a part of who you are, and it will change your life. It really will. Now, I want to talk about worry just briefly here, because this is a good spot to put it in. Would you agree with me that worry ages us? I think it's one of the biggest killers on the planet. Worry. Worry robs us of hope. And having little or no hope eventually destroys us. Destroys our our spirit. And that's why we all need Jesus. Jesus is our only hope. If people don't have Jesus, they don't have hope. They can have all the money in the world, but if they don't have Jesus, they don't have hope. The Apostle Paul, again, in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, and by the way, I'm reading all of these from the New Living Testament. Don't worry about anything, he said. What? Don't worry about anything. Instead... Pray about everything. Do you know God's got broad shoulders? I said this to somebody earlier. God wants you to come to him. God wants you to pray to him. God wants to have a conversation about your life. And it's not so that he'll know now what you're going through. He already knows. It's so that you'll hear yourself as you talk it out, as you look at your feelings, men. (laughs) Then you'll experience God's peace. Did I say that? Tell God what you need. Oh, I skipped the most important part. And thank him for all he's done. How did I miss that? I've got it in red letters in mine. And thank him for all he's done. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Say that with me. No, I'll start at the beginning. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Why do I have you repeat it? Because eventually, as you hear your own lips saying what I'm saying and what the Word of God says, it will come around, filter through, go down into your heart, and it's going to get stuck there. And it will change you. The Word of God does not return void. That means it does its job every time, if we give it time. Worry robs us of hope and we need jesus christ and he gives us according to verse 7 god's peace which exceeds anything we can understand his peace it says will guard your hearts and minds as you live in christ jesus so again tell god what you need thank him for all he has done and then you will experience god's peace How many could use some of that today? The Apostle Paul here said, tell God what you need, ask him for all, thank him for all he has done. But instead, many fuss and moan and groan and worry about things they can't change. I've already confessed my sins. What happened last week? It's easy to fall into that trap where we start looking at the negative and the negative infected me to the point 
where I had forgotten all that God had already done. You know, when the, when the well digger guy, when he came in and put that well in, he sent me a text, and he said, this is what I'm going to charge you. And you know what? He honored that. We got the invoice this week. I was a little worried about that because it was just a text. And I'm like, I'm saving that text. I don't know if the court would uphold it, but, but he honored it. And it was under, somebody told me, it's going to cost you 13000 And it was under ten. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, and thank God in our emergency fund, we had enough to cover it. So praise the Lord. And if you're inclined to give toward that, feel free. But anyway. <laughs> I couldn't see the good God had already given, and I even got upset about things. Pastor Roger, I'm sorry. Pastor Roger got the brunt of it. He, he walked me off the cliff. <laughs> Thank you for that, brother. And you know what? That's why we need each other. I was in a bad place. I put myself there. It was nobody else's fault but my own. But he walked me back. And, he, and he, we eventually prayed, of course. And uh, it was all good. I, I did leave, went home, and everything changed. I already told you a little bit about that. But All right. So if you're a worrywart, and it's hard for you to give thanks, then you and I, I include myself in this, need to do the Matthew 6.33 thing. What's that? Put it up, brother. Seek the kingdom of God. Say it with me. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. What do you leave out of that equation? So if we give thanks in all situations, in all things, give thanks to God, for this is God's will for us. This says, as long as we're putting God first in our life, that he's going to make sure that everything we need is given to us. So, where does that leave the worrywart? There's no room for worrywarts in heaven. Don't worry. You know that whole passage... In, in uh, chapter uh, 6 in Matthew, it has to do, and I, I intentionally put the slide in here, this picture. What's it show? If you could see it and the, bird, or the thing wasn't in the way, it'd be a bird eating. Where'd those come from? Ooh, God did that, huh? And what he said in that passage is, look, if I feed the birds in the field, if I clothe the flowers, what more will I do for you? My kids. So if he takes care of the birds and the squirrels and the deer and all the other stuff, what more is he going to do for you? So don't worry. Don't worry. Be happy. So give thanks for what God has already done for you. How many would say, Jesus gave me new life? Amen. He'll make sure your needs are met. Now, here's some homework, and I'm going to share this again when I finish today. I don't have my clock. Okay, I'm good. 
I want you to make a list. It's Thanksgiving. I want you to make a list when you get home. What are you going to put on the list? Things you can be thankful for. And I'm going to give you some examples here in a minute. I want you to put 30 things down. What? Listen, once you start this, it's going to go so fast. And here's a cool thing if you want to. You don't have to, but if you want to. Have your family do this. And then on Thanksgiving Day, share your list. Let everybody at the table know what you're thankful for. And a lot of times there will be some redundancy. And that's okay. But it will also help your family to know what you think of them. I'm thankful for my beautiful wife. I'm thankful for my four strong young men. My sons and their wives and my grandkids. I don't need to go through the whole thing. Here's a couple more examples. How many have a home or an apartment? Give thanks. How many Jesus, I already said this, but how many Jesus has forgiven you of your sins? Give thanks to Jesus. Give him the praise. How many have people who love you? And you know how difficult that is. And they, they still love you. I, I walked out of the kitchen and Barb looks at me and she goes, are you ornery this morning? And I'm like, well, if I am, I didn't know it. <laughs> you know, I, that's just who I am. Look, I didn't even realize it. Apparently, I scared somebody. And, and it wasn't intentional. But I, so I do, all right, I said this to somebody else. When the weather changes severely, my head's a barometer, all right? And it doesn't matter which way it's going, cold to hot, hot to cold, either way. And I ha- it takes me about three days to adjust. So I think that's what happened, but I feel great. I do. And if I barked at you or scared you, it wasn't intentional. It's just, anyhow, I'm going to stop there. I'm digging a hole. <laughs> what if you happen to be one of those who feels you don't have anything to give thanks for? Here's my best suggestion. And, and this isn't easy. I'm not saying it's easy. Say it's not easy. It's not intended to be. Living for Jesus is not easy. There are difficult times sometimes. But start thanking God for the little things that you already have. I don't have a slide for this, but American rabbi and author Harold Kushner said of this, if you concentrate on finding whatever is good in every situation, every situation, say that, every situation, you will discover that your life will suddenly be filled with gratitude. A feeling that this rabbi says nurtures your soul. And I would concur with him. When we have an attitude of gratitude, it changes us from the inside out. Regardless of what you're going through. So here are some more examples. If this is you, if you're one of those that would say, I just don't think I have a lot to be thankful for. Did you walk in here on your own two feet? Thank the Lord 
and you were healthy enough to do so? Do you have a roof over your head and a warm place to sleep? Thank the Lord for his tender mercies. You do realize there are people all over the globe that do not have that luxury. Are you able to find your way home after church? Hey, the older I get, where was I going? Just saying, give God thanks for your memory. Does your spouse love you? Some of us, man, that's a shaky thing. You you ought to really be thankful. Right? Give thanks to God for a great partner. Is your belly full? Give God the praise. And I was going to put in, and I didn't. Did you have a cup of coffee this morning? Thank the Lord. And we all thank God for that, but... It's when you give thanks for the little things that the bigger issues, they don't go away, but they seem smaller. When you concentrate on what God has done rather than what's missing, it changes your perspective. And the things that you're so worried about yesterday become less of an issue. And that leads to you feeling better about yourself and your outlook on life improves. A lot of us need this. We need to practice this. Third, so we looked up, look in. Third is look out. Giving thanks is a universal language, and it can be very effective in bridging the gap between those who have trusted in Christ and those who aren't there yet. You know, not everybody has said yes to Jesus yet. There may be some here. Giving thanks is a necessary virtue for the people of God. So let me explain that. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. Let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. And then this little sentence at the end. And always. Be thankful. Live in peace and always be thankful. So these two virtues, they show the world that we, those who have confessed Jesus Christ as Lord, we are different, both in this world and in the church. Or maybe I should say both in the church and in the world. Do you give thanks for your church family? Or... Do you go out and do you tell all your non-church friends or people that don't go to this church how horrible those people are at that church? Live in peace and give thanks. We should be praying every day for each other. At the very least, you ought to be praying for me. Shameless plug. But I want you to look around this room today. We have these beautiful ladies from the bear. And every one of you means so much to us. And we pray for you on a regular basis. Because we want you to sense what God has done for us, that he'll also do the same for you if he hasn't already. 
Some of you come in here, you're already powerhouses for Jesus. But some of you don't. You don't understand it quite yet. And we want you to, to find that way to Jesus because he is our hope. And it's the only reason we can stand here today with a smile on our face. The little bit I have one. It's from Jesus. You give thanks for your church family. Make that a regular part of your prayer life. And then outside the church. We should be known for being thankful. A few years back, and it, I didn't ask her if I should share this, but I'm sure she's all right with it. We're going through the checkout line, and, and we had a live cashier. <laughs> hey, do you realize, you watch, another 10 years, we're not going to have live cashiers. They'll be non-existent. You might talk to a robot. I believe that's coming, a virtual person, whatever they call it. And this cashier was checking the person out in front of us, and that customer just started berating that poor lady. I mean, they were not happy. I don't know exactly what happened, but somehow something got messed up, and man, it was like... Almost bringing the lady to tears. And my beautiful wife, man, I love her. Because she gets up there, and she goes, honey, I just want to thank you for everything you do. It means a lot. And I know your job's not easy. And you know what? That lady's countenance went from down in the dungeons to at least midway. And she even got a little smile on her face. That was all it took was to say thank you. How difficult is that? But today, we're, we're a society that doesn't remember how to do that. Everything is expected. Gimme, 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 gimme. Instead of being people of thanks, we need to be thankful in all things. Amen? Another situation, this happened recently. We were at a hotel with a whole bunch of pastors. That's always an interesting mix. A whole bunch of pastors. Do you know when a whole bunch of pastors reserves a hotel, what is the staff doing? If I had a magnifying glass, I'd be like, I mean, they're looking at everything you do. Are you turning porn on when you're up in your room? Huh? I'm not trying to be gross. I'm just saying. They're watching everything. Do you go back to the room with a six-pack? Hello? True stuff. Every Christian is watched, is scrutinized. They want to know that the way you live is different than the way they live. It gives them hope. But if that's not the case, it gives them evidence. Oh, my phone's going off again. Stop it. I'm not sure I understand. Don't worry about it. So this man comes down. He just checked into his room. Comes down and he just starts berating the hotel clerk. I got to my room 
and there weren't any towels in there. And that's about how he said it. And I'm just, I'm, I'm at a distance. I wanted to go over and throttle the guy when I realized, I didn't know at this point that he was a pastor. He goes, I want this taken care of immediately. Demanding, you know, kind of thing. Here's a funny part, is that the Michigan Ministry Network, they paid for everything. <laughs> he didn't even have an investment in it, really. And he's just chiding this person. Now, here's my point. What could he have done different? He could have gone up and just said, look, I got to my room today, and, and I really appreciate you guys. I'm sure that the maid must have been really busy, and she forgot to put towels in my room. Could you make sure that I get some towels? Thank you. Thank you. But instead, what do you think that hotel clerk thought when that man, when that person left her desk? Ah, I knew those Christians were like that. Because she, she would have known because it was under the assembly. Now, are pastors perfect? Nope. Nope. No, 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 no. We're not. However, we should be thankful. The world needs to know that we're thankful. Here are two more verses after chapter Colossians 3.15. This is verse, verse, these are two, I'm just going to read them. Let the message about Christ in all its riches fill your lives, teaching counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. In other words, get in the word of God. Get wisdom. Let God's promises displace your doubts and fill you with hope. That's what this is all about. Then he says something similar to what we heard already. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with what? Thankful hearts. Can you start to see? This is an important topic. But how many of us do this? And this might be difficult at first. Look at your neighbor and say, this might be difficult. This might be difficult at first, especially if your life is somewhat of a mess. You don't have to say that to your neighbor. But do it anyway. Not tell your neighbor. <laughs> Praising the Lord drives the devils away. I'm going to say that again. Praising the Lord drives the devils away, and it lends to an open heaven where you will find healing and strength. And for many of you, that's what you need most, healing and strength. And verse 17 says, and whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of Jesus Christ. How much latitude does that give us? Whatever you do or say. Is that pretty much saying everything? Whatever you do or say, <laughs> do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus. And then, finally, giving thanks through him to God the Father. No matter how difficult your life may become or what others do to you, 
give thanks to God through Christ. That, my friends, gives God room to move. Give thanks. I was reminded as soon as I penned this of the feeding of the 5,000. Remember that? Jesus is out, out on this hill. He prepared for days to give them this, this beautiful message on the kingdom of God. And then his disciples came, and he, they said, Hey, Rabbi, they're hungry. And what did he say? Feed them. Well, there ain't like a McDonald's on the corner. What do you want us to do? What do you have? Hello? What do you have? What little bit do you have? So they went out and found out. And what they do? They stole a little boy's lunch. Come on. I mean, this isn't exactly the Christian way. I'm sure they asked, Son, may we please steal your lunch? And what did he have? Five loaves and two fish. I'm surprised they didn't say it backwards. Five loaves and two fish. What did Jesus do with that? But what did he do? Thank you. Now, some of the versions say blessed. He blessed the food. But if you look that up, that word also means gave thanks. He thanked the Father. He said, God, i got to feed these people. Thank you for what this little bit represents. Now I need a miracle. And did he get one? All right, so he fed. Now, some of the scholars believe there were 20,000 people there. They only counted the men. So there were 5,000 men and their families. Some of them had a lot of kids. 20,000. All right, let's just go with that number. How many? Five loaves, two fish. Okay, this is your little bit. I can't see it. Well, that's all you get. No. When they finished... They collected the leftovers. There were 12, say it with me, 12 boxes, boxes, baskets full. Come on, give God a hand. Is that a miracle? What's my point? What's his point? That when you take the little things and give thanks, God can do a miracle. Hallelujah. As I begin to close, finally. Look up. Give thanks to God. Look in. Give thanks for your life. Look out. Be thankful in all things. As I said, homework, put that one up. List 30 things you're thankful for. Dedicate the list to the Lord. And if you are inclined, share that with your family. That's your homework this week. But I want to address, if you go ahead and stand with me, let some blood flow down to the extremities. You might be here today and say, Pastor, I, I, I have a really hard time with these things that you're talking about. 
I don't know if I can give God thanks for the life that I have right now. And I just want to thank you for being honest. If that's you. And I know there's somebody here, possibly online, that you would say that. I, I just don't know. It sounds too easy. And it, maybe it does sound easy, but it's not easy. It's actually difficult. But if you'll do these things that I've talked about this morning, it will change you. You will become more positive. You will see life differently. Instead of it being a glass half empty, it'll be a glass half full. God can do that. And he can give you that hope that you don't already have. I'll talk about that in just a minute. But I want to offer this prayer, if that's you. With heads bowed, just for a moment, just so that I know if there's somebody here today. If that's you, just lift your hand up real quick so I can see it. Yep. You know that you struggle with this. You need help. All right, thank you. You can put them down. I, I have, and the, the Lord gave this prayer to me to pray with you, so if you'd put that up. I want you to pray this prayer with me, and that, that little red line, that, that's your trial. That's, you fill that blank in if you want to. You don't even have to do it right now, but just know that that's what it's talking about. So here's, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray with me, and, and if I could ask the whole family of believers here to do this. Lord, make this your prayer to God. Lord, I don't know why I'm going through this trial, but by faith, I give thanks for what I'll learn from it. And I give you the praise for giving me the strength to overcome. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Some of you others have fallen into the trap of being ungrateful. That look in thing is what you need to do. And, and I, I add this gently, you need to repent. Do you think God wants you to be ungrateful? If you had a child that you just bought them a whole bunch of gifts and you gave them to them and they opened them and they just sat down and went, I don't like them. What would that make you feel like? Would you want to biff them? Or maybe return all the gifts? Probably. So can you picture God in heaven has given you his son who died so that you could have life. He made a way where there was no other way. By his shed blood, the blood that was shed on that cross at Calvary, you have been given life, forgiveness, eternal life, forever and ever, and yet you sit here snidely like, huh. That's ungrateful. So you need to repent and ask the Lord to help you with your negative thoughts, to focus on the good and the bad. And I have a prayer for you. If that's you, heads bowed, please. I just want to ask, if you're here today and that's, that's you, you're, you're being honest between me and the Lord. If that's you, lift your hand up real quick. All right, thanks. You, you can put them down. Thank you. Many hands went up. Pray this with me in church. Would you join me? Lord, forgive me for not being grateful in all circumstances. 
Help me to give thanks. Even and perhaps especially in the little things. Help me not to worry, but to have faith that you will meet my needs. Today I confess that I will have a thankful heart and that my life will be a testimony to the Lord's love, His mercy, and His power. To God be all glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand today. something else the Lord wants to share here and I'm just trying to be sensitive if you have it let me know If you mean it, did you truly mean it when you prayed that prayer? The devil's going to come after you. Read your Bibles. You'll find the answers there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. You know, that passage that I shared about going to the Word is so important and singing songs and hymns. and It'll change who you are. When you find yourself in that rough spot, when, when it seems like everything's coming against you, just stop. Bust open your Word, right? Start reading it. Let God minister to you there. And then pray, Lord, help me. I don't know what I'm doing. I need your help. Will he honor that? Absolutely he will. He will. And I believe the Lord, why would God give us this message today? Amen. You know, each thing he gives us, it's a step to the next level. He's cleaning us up. The Holy Spirit is sanctifying us for the day when Jesus comes back for his church, his bride, that will be without spot or wrinkle. We'll be ready. And these are the kinds of things as we look inside, look up, look out, these are the kinds of things that if we work on them, it will make us better and it will make our witness stronger because people are going to look at us and they're going to go oh, I like that they didn't yell at me when they could have instead they thanked me huh. 
That's what God wants. Be thankful. Be grateful. Father, we again thank you for this message. I trust that what you're doing now is just going to keep... What's that word? Bubbling up. You know, it's going to keep working on us all week. I don't know what the word is. And as it does, Lord, may we be open to it. Some of us need to hear this more than others. I know I needed to hear it. And Lord, I pray you would help me with my ungratefulness and that I would look at the small things, Lord, that you've blessed us with. You are such an awesome God, such a loving God, and you've given us everything we need. We give thanks for that today. Now, keep us safe and help us as we go out of here, Lord, to be thankful for our families, for each other, and for all the blessings that you've given us. Lord, we commit the people of the hope, this church, and our our guests, Lord, into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving.